When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Starship IFT-3 launch, IFT-3. We're also going to be talking about some other space missions coming up in the near future. There's a really cool Axiom space mission coming up. And also, a cool thing that I'm going to enjoy. I think, I don't know if I'm more excited about this than other launches other than Starship right now, but it's going to be a really cool launch. I'm a big fan of the company, big fan of the president of the company. Pretty cool cowboy hat, cool mustache sometimes, rides horses. I don't do any of those things, but I think it's cool. We'll get into that a little bit too. And we're going to talk about some Raptor engine testing that's been happening at McGregor for Starship. So let's talk about the IFT-3 flight. There's a bunch of stuff going on at Starbase right now. Ship 31, which is down the line from the current ship that's going to be flown on the IFT-3 flight. Ship 31 has been moved to the high bay and it will get tiled. There's going to be heat tiles. There's going to be internal work done. And they're also going to be adding engines to the bottom of the ship at this point. So that just happened, I think it was this morning or early this morning. And also early this morning, Ship 30 did a cryo test in the morning hours. And it looks like it was pretty successful. So Ship 30 and Ship 31 are in the process of just getting ready for the next launch, whatever and whenever that will be. Now, Ship 28 has been removed from the test stand, and there's work that's continuing on the ship. Crews are working on the tiles, and they're working on the exterior systems of Ship 28, getting it ready for flight for IFT-3. And the booster, Booster 10, is in the bay right now, and they're doing some external and internal work on it. They're making sure that all the systems work right, all the plumbing works, all the engines are good. And there was an infographic. Where did I see this? I got to see if I have it still. Yeah, there it is. So I saw this on a Space Rhino. I got to show you guys this because it's freaking sweet. Somebody went through the trouble of figuring out every single engine that's on the booster for booster 10 for the upcoming flight. And they went through the trouble of taking screenshots of every single one of the engines as it was lifted and off the pad. And they did an incredible job. So if you want to take a screenshot of this, this is Rhino space R-H-I-N-0 on X or Twitter. So this is a phenomenal thing. Part of the Ring Watchers crew, R-168, R-187. Like, I don't want to go through all of them because there's 33. <laughs> so that'd be a lot of talking about just saying R something, you know, repeatedly. But I just want to show you guys this because I think it's really cool. That's it. Just shout out to Space Rhino. Uh, amazing work and continue doing what you're doing because Ring Watchers is a really valuable information source for all of us that are into Starship. So check out Ring Watchers and also check out Space Rhino. So big shout out to those guys. We have some road closures as we all love the road closures, right? Potential road closure. June, January 4th, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. That was a potential that was going to be if the January 
or if the December 29th thing didn't work out, January 3rd was going to be a thing and the January 4th was going to be a thing. But January 4th got switched into another thing, if that makes any sense. So let's see what the January 4th thing is now, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So if you're not familiar, Highway 4 is the road that drives by Starbase. If you want to drive down to Starbase, you drive down Highway 4. It's right off Brownsville. It takes about half an hour to get to Starbase if you go a decent speed and you don't get stopped by Border Patrol or whatever. And if you don't hit a giant pothole and like blow out an axle, which I've seen happen personally live, I've seen people like just demolish their cars in those giant holes there. They fixed up the roads since then, hopefully more than when I was there because it was bad. It was a, it was horrible, man. It was real bad news. So yeah, they're working on some things on Highway 4. But another thing is that they are going to close Highway 4 January 4th. Please be advised that January 4th, 2024, SpaceX will be conducting transportation operations on Highway 4 near Boca Chica Beach sometime between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. The beach and highway will remain open throughout the operation. However, traffic may be delayed for a short duration. So when they say this, when they put out one of these warnings, basically saying, hey, we're going to be moving some big piece of equipment. Now, if this is booster coming back to the flight pad already, they have two hours to move it back and forth. It usually takes about half an hour, 45 minutes to get from the launch site to the production site. So this isn't a static fire, because if it was a static fire, they would say this is all completely closed down. And they would say that there was some sort of space operations going on there. But this is a transportation operation. They're going to be moving something from point A to point B. Not exactly sure what it is. We don't know what it is right now. Could it be a different booster? Could it be a different ship? We're not sure, but we can think about that for a second. So there are possibilities. So remember ship 26, that ship that didn't have any fins or wings on it. They did some cryo tests. They did some static fires. And that was in between the other testing, right? So there's a possibility that they may be moving another ship down to the launch site to do testing while they wait for the FAA and they wait to get the other ship 28 and booster 10 ready for the flight. So ship 29 is in the high bay right now and it's been cryo tested at least three times that we know of. So there's a possibility that they can move it down to the pad, do sprint spin prime tests and possibly a static fire or two before the launch of ship 28 and booster 10. So there's, yeah, that's, it's a whole thing that may happen or they move, may move the booster back. They may have already done the work that they needed to do in order for booster 10 to come back. So we're going to have to find out January 4th. That's today between three and five. So that's in an hour from now. So stay tuned to all the other streaming channels out there to see what happens. And there might be something happening down there today at some point. Now, Ilya says, is, was there any damage to the launch pad after the last static fire test? I don't believe so. As far as I know, I've seen workers there and I've seen people in and out of there. It's like a, it's like a wasp's nest at this point, because there's so many workers going in and out of that place all the time that you don't really know exactly what they're working on, but they are always working on something down there. I don't think there's been any damage. It's not been documented that there's been any damage. So 
it's a possibility nothing got damaged there. It seems like everything is good in the pad, but of course they're going to have to work on the ground systems. They're going to have to work on everything else that goes along with not just launching the rocket, propellant and cryogenics and things like that. They're going to be working on that and just testing everything, making sure everything is good before the next test flight. The So to answer your question, there's no real evidence that it's been like damaged. So it, there may be some small damage, but that's just something that happens. Like the charring of the OLM, they may repaint it this time. They may repaint it. I'm not 100% sure. So they may repaint the OLM or they may just go, it's not worth repainting every time we do this thing. But I assume they're going to repaint the whole thing. I wasn't actually, I haven't checked it out today to see if they've been adding another layer of paint to it. The paint basically just protects the OLM, but they may just think, hey, this paint doesn't do much because it comes off every time we launch this thing. It gets charred off. And anyway, this thing gets burnt to a crisp. Anywho, we're going to see what happens to the OLM and the launch mountain stuff in the, in the coming few days here. But I think it's all good. I don't think there's been any damage to it. There's a there's possibly some incoming testing for, like I said, one of the ships, maybe the booster's coming back. Maybe they're going to bring booster 11 down. I don't think it has the top dome though. So I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure. I haven't seen it, but booster 11, like a very slight chance booster 11 would move down, but it's been cryo tested a couple times and booster 12 still being worked on booster 13 still being worked on booster 14. A few pieces have been seen around there and booster 15 or 16, sorry, has been seen like pieces of booster 16 have been seen around two. Booster 29 is probably, if they're going to test anything, that's probably the candidate that they're going to do. Booster, th or ship, oh, sorry, ship 29. And ship 30, it's in that bay. Ship 31 and ship 32 being worked on. And ship 33, there's some bits and pieces of it around. So those probably won't be tested anytime soon. So I think ship 29 is going to be the one. And that could be that, could be that road closure here. So yeah, the ship the Raptors, excellent for Rhino. Now, there's another thing that I want to show you, too. ULA. We'll get back to a little bit more Starship in a second. ULA is doing a really cool thing next Monday at 2 a.m. Eastern time. Really early morning launch. Come on, man. <laughs> I want to see this thing. I don't want to stay up till 2.18 a.m. And I don't think I can. Like, that That would kill me if I stayed up till 2.18 a.m. to see this thing ready for go. But... Launch readiness review is go for ULA's Vulcan rocket CERT-1 flight test carrying a commercial lunar lander. That's cool. A commercial lunar lander. This will be the first time, I believe, that a private space flight has gone to the moon and landed something. That's not the right one. So here's ULA's update for this. Of course, very beautiful because it's ULA. ULA. I, this is just their chat, so I'm just joking with ULA. Everybody everybody picks on them for their design sense. But the launch readiness review is go for Monday's liftoff of inaugural ULA Vulcan rocket on the Certification 1 flight test. Liftoff is scheduled 12 or 2.18 a.m. from Cape Canaveral Space Launch Complex 41. LRR led by ULA launch director, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, they're saying, we're ready to go. They're also doing a cool thing, which is the Celestis. Memorial Spaceflight payload into deep space. So Celestis is a company that if you're a fan of spaceflight or if you know somebody who's a fan of spaceflight and you think it would be cool to send their ashes to space, Celestis does that. 
So if you want to go to the moon and you can't make it while you're alive, Celestis will ship some stuff out there for you. That's something to look forward to, to look into, maybe? Astrobotic Peregrine Lander 2, commercial, NASA Commercial Lunar Payload Services Initiative, and that will be landing on the moon, and we'll be doing science-y things on the moon right now. And there's a whole episode that I'm going to do on just that lander before the launch, but I wanted to tell you that the launch is happening next Monday, so you can get prepared if you're going to stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning, or prob- you're probably going to stay up till 4 because sometimes these things don't launch at the right times. <laughs> so if they say 218, it might not even launch that day. There could be a systems problem or whatever, a ground systems problem, or the rocket could have some sort of malfunction. And then you stayed up till two o'clock in the morning and you didn't get to see a launch. There's, yeah, there's that too. So the, I want to show you that. And then we have a few more quick things. So let me make sure I have this on, on, on tap here, but I want to talk to you about ULAs also like super important. As we all know, having competition for SpaceX is always important. Having competition for any rocket company is important because if you don't have competition, like you're probably not going to innovate. So ULA is in the process of making sure that Vulcan Center, and I think they already sold out every launch for Centaur. I think they did. I think they sold out all of the launches. I think it was the Centaur rocket for the next year, or like they sold out every rocket they ever built or something like that. So it's, yeah, they're in a good spot. So ULA, it's also being discussed that ULA is going to be sold. So if I have any information about that too, there's a couple players involved that may buy up ULA, which would be pretty crazy. SpaceX doesn't care. Like SpaceX doesn't want to hear it. (laughs) There's do we do things way differently. Then ULA, and if ULA can't keep the lights on, like we're not gonna, we're not gonna mess with it. They have a starship to worry about, so there's no reason why they would buy ULA. There are a couple other players out there. I've heard Jeff Bezos, of course, Blue Origin, and heard a couple other like kind of private equity firms too. They have nothing to do with the space industry whatsoever. May try to buy up ULA because they see that the future of spaceflight is going to get ridiculously fast. And it's going to be super competitive. So there's going to be billions of dollars in the industry. So any one of these companies that invest in ULA, they may just do it for the money. And of course, ULA does it for the money too. Same with SpaceX. Like they do have a mission. SpaceX has a mission to get to Mars. But of course, if they didn't make any money, they couldn't do that mission. So they they adapted. They made Starlink because it's going to make them billions of dollars, hands like hand over fist. Like It's like printing money at that point once they get Starship up and running and can get hundreds of Starship or Starlinks into orbit at the same time. And just like millions of people on this thing, that is, that's going to be a wild thing to, to think about Starship and Starlink, like Starships launching every day with like hundreds of Starlinks and then other stuff on Starship. That's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait for that day. That might not happen for a little while, but IFT3 has been rumored the Starship, the next Starship launch has been rumored to launch possibly a Starlink or two, a satellite or like a dummy inside. And I, I had some possible leads on this story, but everything fell through. There were a couple of people that were like, I know some stuff, but, and I'm going to tell you, and then they backed out. 
They're like, okay, I, I have some insider information. And then they backed out. They're like, I don't want to, I don't want to, can't do it. Can't tell you what's up. I know a couple, I know a guy that knows a guy, like one of those kind of situations, but they backed out. So I don't have any insider information about it. Like if they're going to put a dummy system in or if they even have the mechanism in place for it. But my gut feeling is, and this is, this is also my engineering feeling. I'm a, I've been in development, software development my whole life. I know it's a little bit different than space engineering, but it's similar in ways, in so many ways that I found is that iterative design is a huge thing, right, in the software industry. And also iterative design is what SpaceX does. So usually what you do is you push out a patch to something, like you, you launch something, then you push out a patch, but you don't push out too many patches. Because if you push out too many patches at the same time, things can interrupt each other. Unless, of course, you have a very robust system that you do multiple rounds of QA, et cetera. But for fast iteration like SpaceX does, they have a huge mission with NASA during the IFT-3 flight, which is propellant transfer. And they, since the IFT-1 and IFT-2 blew up mid-flight, if they don't do, if they don't nail the propellant transfer right away. They're going to have to do it on IFT4, IFT5, IFT6, one of those. And if they have that and the Starlink tests in the same rocket and something goes wrong with the Starlinks or something, it just seems like something could get mishmashed and something might not work. But that being said, it's also SpaceX. So if one thing can work, two things can work. They have a massively complicated system with Starship. And if they play it safe, then they can't get ahead as well. So they understand that. If you play it safe, sometimes you do in software. Sometimes you push out like 15 changes and you're like, oh, it all works. Like, even though you do like a ton of QA, I hope it all works. And like, we don't break everybody's life when we, when they download our app on their phone or whatever. And then you do patch it, of course. But this is space flight. It's a little bit different. So if they do a test of Starlink, I think it's going to be a very minimal test, like maybe like just a dummy system, just to see if it'll work, just to see if it'll fly properly with the Starlink system in place. So if they do anything, I think that's what it's going to be. And then the next flight, if the propellant transfer works, maybe they'll do like a Starlink, like a fun Starlink launch, shoot a couple out of the Pez dispenser or something. We had the Vulcan Centaur, and then we have a mission. Actually, you know what? I've got to show you this thing from Harry Stranger too, real quick, because Harry Stranger posted this thing on on Twitter, or X, formerly Twitter, GIFs showing Raptor test stands and McGregor gives an interesting look at how much Raptor's performance grew between May 21st and August 2023. So Harry has this GIF. Real quick, it goes from May 21st to August 2023. So I found it. I found the source. There was a link on there to the source. So here's the 2021 version. And I want to show you what happens over time. So if you see 2021, I'm going to go really slow here. Then as you can see, it expands outward from 2021. There's 2021. And then 2023 is like kabloom. <laughs> like, of course, we know Raptors are getting more powerful every iteration. So I believe Harry's tr he's right about part of it. But I also think part of it is just deterioration because things get blown around. 
things get blown around. It's a it's basically sand. Like they're shooting like shooting sand everywhere. Sand's abrasive. But also you can see where the initial see where it is right there. I think I can draw on this. Open draw tools. Yeah, like right here. I don't know how to do this. Oh, there we go. Like right here and right right here is where the first one ends. So I don't know how to get back. Actually, I didn't even test this. So let me, I don't know how to get back. Okay. So they're in there. Anyone exit? Exit? Yeah. So they, that's where they start. And then if you go like this, you can see how much it's expanded. So it's expanded a little bit out forward, but I don't know if that's just because of decay or if it's because of the engines. but we do know that Raptor engines are getting more powerful over time but you can see like the same sort of dots right about right at the same spot like it seems like they're pushing to the same spot and then something's pushing a little bit further so it's pretty cool detective work by harry stranger so harry underscore underscore stranger on x formerly twitter so i thought that was pretty cool pretty neat thing that i i came upon on x earlier so Follow them, Harry Stranger. And then there's another mission, the X3 mission, Axiom Mission 3. It's the first all-European mission for for SpaceX and for the AX, the Axiom Space Crew. So at the first all-European commercial astronaut mission to the International Space Station, it's January 17th, 2024. It redefines the pathway to low Earth orbit for nations around the globe. This mission marks a new era of opportunity for countries to join the international space community and access low Earth orbit to advance exploration and research in microgravity. So basically, Axiom 3, they're sending four people up aboard a Crew Dragon on top of a Falcon 9 to the International Space Station. They'll be doing science research at the International Space Station for a while. And then this, like they said, Axiom Space, this is a test mission, of course, not a test mission, it's a real mission. But they're showing that like an all-European crew can go to the International Space Station. So anybody from around the world, they're showing that, hey, Axiom Space can send you to the International Space Station if you want to be part of this crew. Anybody from anywhere, as long as you're allowed to go to the space station, come join us. So a pretty cool thing that's happening January 17th, 2024. And that's a, that's pretty soon. It doesn't say what time it is though. So that's coming up January 17th. And we have the other mission January 7th at two o'clock AM. So Axiom 3, beware. So there we go. That's about it. I don't think, so I think one, one last parting, parting, I guess, question for everybody too, is that I think SpaceX might launch Starship early February. They still have a bunch of work to do. And if they do test the other ships or the other boosters in between the launch, it's going to show that they do know that they're going to take a little while to get the FAA approval, which I don't think it's going to be a big deal to get the FAA approval this time. I think the FAA approval will come much faster than the first time for and the second time for IFT1, IFT2. So IFT3 will, I think it'll just blaze through there. So give it a couple more weeks and then it'll be like mid January for SpaceX to get all the testing and the refurbishment done and then start moving things back to the pad. And I think the last two weeks of January, they're going to be setting up systems for the launch. 
and they're going to get everybody ramped up and the hornet's nest full of activity is going to happen at Starbase. And then from there, I think the first week of February, maybe the launch of Starship first, first or second week of February. There's still a lot of work to do, though. And we don't know what happened to Booster or if Booster is OK or if the ship is if they're OK with the ship, too. So we're going to have to see in the next few days what happens with that. So. Uh, that's about it. That's my prediction is probably early February. 